I'm Thomas Gideon, and this is the audio diary of a peculiar character. In it, I share thoughts about food, drink, beer, travel, music, and life in general in five-minute segments. You can read more at the companion site of A Peculiar Character at peculiarcharacter.com. By the time I realized I'd forgotten to record an entry last weekend, it was too late on Sunday night for me to have the energy and the time to sit down and do everything necessary to put even a five-minute episode out. I suppose it's appropriate I just recently did an entry on allowing myself to be unproductive when ordinarily, when I have free time to myself, I use pretty much every scrap of it. Saturday was a prime example of how I usually spend my weekend days. It was a solo brew day, and I was occupied pretty much from 10 to 4, the main bulk of the day. I had done some cleanup Sunday through the morning. That's what I usually do. I like to allow my equipment to air dry rather than putting it away wet. I store it in a sub-cellar. I worry that if I put it away when it still has water in the pipes, in the fittings, on the surfaces that it will molder or mildew, and that's not fun. I try to think about my future self on the next brew day, try to put my equipment away in good order so it requires a minimum of cleaning and prep the next time around. I suppose part of what set the tone for the day is the fact that I missed my guitar lesson. This is the second week in a row that I have missed that lesson, not due to any fault of my own. Last week my teacher was sick, this week he had another commitment, I think a student brunch. On Sundays, that's my prime motivation for getting up and getting moving. It's my reason for being dressed and upright in the early part of the day. I spent a pretty lazy morning that Sunday because I knew I didn't have to get prepped and get out of the house at any particular time. Even though I puttered around the kitchen in the home brewery putting stuff away a little later in the morning, I still just had a very lazy vibe last Sunday. And as I've talked about, I think that's okay. It was fueled by the fact that, for whatever reasons, I got a hair to search out a bit of uh, my youth online. Actually, I know what the reason is. I was just randomly scanning through the cable channels, and I came across the Bill Paxton live-action remake of Jerry Anderson's Thunderbirds. Jerry Anderson's Marionation series are a point of division in our household. While the marionettes don't particularly bother me, I consider them not too dissimilar from stop motion or other forms of animation, my wife finds them intensely creepy. I suppose I can see why, but I don't find it off-putting to the degree that I don't enjoy the shows. For me, the admittedly amateurish storylines, very sort of young, early young adult science fiction, and especially the prop work, are are an interesting draw, uh, enough so to overcome any oddness in how Anderson, in those series, chose to portray the characters. The Paxton remake had, I think, some of the same draw. Again, uh, maybe on the downside, you would expect a live-action show, or movie in this case, to have a a bit more sophisticated writing. That didn't appear to be the case for the 10 minutes or so that I actually watched. But definitely, uh, the mechanical designs, the prop work, and the effects work were interesting. That got me thinking about the show that I must have last seen, I think, when I was 10, which is maybe about a year or so after it came out in Japan, called Thunderbirds 2086. A little bit of online searching revealed that it was called Science Rescue Team Techno Voyager, or something similar like that, in the original Japanese when it aired in, I think, 1982 or so. What I remember it from was when we first moved to Florida when I was 10. 
When we lived in New England, we had a single-channel cable system. It had its own special adapter box, including a speaker built in to try to foil home recording. There were some interesting early anime, none of which I can actually maybe remember the titles of unless I really dig deep. But when we moved to Florida, I was impressed by the fact that we could get what for a long time we felt jealous of as proper cable, multiple channels in a package. That included HBO. And I want to say, pretty sure it was HBO that showed Thunderbirds 2086 in the U.S. when it was imported uh, around maybe 100 years before the uh, year in the title. It turns out that anime was merely inspired by the Jerry Anderson work, although it did use some of the audio effects from it. I don't think with proper licensing, either from what I can gather from Wikipedia and other sources. But it definitely had very much the same sort of spirit with a very typical sort of Japanese animation spin on it. I just remember having a great fondness and at the time thinking it was some of the best animation I had seen. It was maybe the second or third Japanese animated series that I had seen in my entire life. And for years and years and years, I think I had very high polished memories looking back on it. So I spent the day downloading episodes, uh, transcoding them, and streaming them off my home network attached storage device just to uh, enjoy uh, a little bit of a down day with some fun from uh, very, my very early youth. I would like to thank the Internet Archive for media hosting and bandwidth. The views expressed on this program are my own and where applicable those of my guests and in no way reflect those of my employer or anyone else. This show is produced from 100% recycled bits. Except where noted, permission to recycle those further is granted under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 United States License. That means you're free to change this show as much as you like as long as you don't alter credits and you share your changes under the same license. Theme music is Slow Burn by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.